welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. And happy holidays for those of you who celebrate Christmas. It is Christmas Eve. We continue with our lovely tarot reading messages in these next days. I already shared some of it yesterday, so this one's going to be a lot briefer. And if you are curious, you can tune on in. It's the same title. And it's on the 23rd, so that's a lengthier read. This one is messages or some other <clears throat> areas to discuss <laughs> and my voice. So, <clears throat> when you move out of being what I call a teenager, and you'll, you'll notice we'll, we'll be using some wording, some verbiage, so... Adult teen, adult teenager, it's an adaptive child. It is an emotionally immature person. They don't necessarily have childhood trauma, but they will have the charged child states like we all do. And I'm not here to use the platform and our educational material to be doing labels. So if you're looking for people who gives you labels, you're a teenager yourself because it means you don't have a sense of self that is of the verb kind, which is your expanding consciousness. And on that note, the identification of where your nervous system learned to self-regulate is what you will have understood. If you are trauma-informed or attachment-informed, so if you are a smart 5D person, and that's why 5D is smart, stable, mature, adaptive, rational, teachable. 4D is not smart. 4D is um, rigid, chaotic, and teenager brain. So they are smart as much as a teenager can be smart. And I remember being a teenager and having low self-esteem. I don't know if it's low, but I had emotional immaturity for sure. I wanted to be seen by the guy that I liked that was teasing me. And I knew, though, because, see, I'm a differentiated self. So I didn't have low self-esteem, but I had emotional immaturity because we're all discovering ourselves as we move into the land of the loving <laughs> as grown-ups, right? Teenagers, we're not grown-ups, but we think we are. So if anybody remembers, objectively, being a teenager, you'd remember how not to speak to one or how they're not going to listen to you. So. I didn't lose the objectivity of my subjectivity as a teenager. And anybody who, again, needs a cheerleader as a teenager. So I did a little short yesterday. You'll notice if you're an adult, if you don't need people ganging up behind you so that you can gang up and shame, blame, fault, or revenge another human being. So if you have people who want to do non-disciple shit, yeah, you're out. And you're not going to be out in a way of... Um, <clears throat> let me think how to say it. I, as a teenager, shared with you a story, and like I told you in the story yesterday, I waited seven days before going to speak to my best friend face-to-face -to, -face to ask, hey, so you remember you threw under the bus our friend and told me that she's the one who kissed him and told me you were dating this other guy when in the, you weren't? It was my boyfriend that you're... So, hey, we're best friends. You're my one and only teenage best friend. You know, teenage one and only one. Here's the attachment of ourselves. Remember alloparenting? So once we're adolescents, adolescents, we seek those attachment of figures. So my best friend did something that obviously did a... No, no break. No break of trust. No, I knew that I would ask 
so what happened? Why did you not know how to tell me the truth? Because you are my best friend. You know I don't do the I won't forgive you. Jesus is in my corner, and he taught me how to turn that other cheek to forgive and to also, though, talk, because God gives me that ability as well, but with respect to talk to you in the way that I would want to be talked myself, to treat you in the way that I want to be treated. The words don't change, people. What changes is nothing except for the awareness of your brain, of your emotional plane, which is why I waited seven days. I was very upset. I was upset more than anything at the fact that my friend threw another person under the bus and had me thinking that this other human being and had me talking about another human being in a way that was not kind i learned in fact you know what maybe you should rethink in general this this aspect and evaluate how you want to spend your mouth because people are what today as an adult i can say they are still emotionally immature and they have low self-esteem envy jealousy is when a person doesn't know their own worth and they're in fact not in their ventral vagal nervous system and they don't have integration of the brain and they don't know emotional maturity. So they need cheerleaders to cheer them on. They in fact need the whole squad and they even go around flaunting their magician wand. Yeah, so, okay, I'm gonna take it back a notch. When we see people who are buffoons, we don't need to spend too much time. Now that I'm an adult with information from trauma experts, I'm gonna be a better buffoon and say, remember, People who don't heal, their low self-esteem. There's a very specific way they look. It's called ancient silverbacks, and they all need a crowd to cheer them on or lead them on or move them on. They don't know how to move if they're not with a bunch of people. They don't stand solo with the ability to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm scared. Maybe I'm alone. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take ownership and stand up. Even if you punch me, I'm not standing down because I believe in having the right to speak and to be seen and you don't have to and actually thank goodness it's a globe look at that oh i'm sorry flat earthers anyone devils demons evils so you know we're going to start playing with that word evil the ignorant evil people evil ignorant people i'm going to have fun with that so teenagers are unhealed people i'm not lying it's not even funny you know what's funny is when people want to use the word smart with me I learned how to look away because anytime I see a buffoon, I'm like laughing inside and I'm like, that's not nice, Maria. Go away. <laughs> Go do some, have fun with people who are smart. And so on that note, this is where being able to recognize the differences between expansion and not expansion are quite clear because of mannerisms and how you treat others. So if there's shaming, blaming, faulting, or revenging, envying, jealousy, needing a cheerleader, using a specific way to get all of one side to, this is charged, it's called. Okay, so number one, you will notice a functional adult, they will stand out because they will know how to work with their own nervous system. It's called self-regulation. So I shared again examples yesterday, and you will either have learned this or you're on the path to learning it. And you're also on the path to understanding what is People and what are teenagers are adaptive children because they have what is called, again, low self-esteem. They don't have manners. They have ignorant brains. They also refute expansion of consciousness material, but they do use trending topics to make it look like they know what they're doing. No, they just have trending topics. Teenagers do what trends. 
Did anybody, again, not remember when you were a teenager? I remember there being groups, and I remember exactly how the groups organized when they rallied us all up every year or every however often, all together, come on. We had all of them in groups. Everyone was a group. So, lo and behold, 5D is not a group like that. We are human group, and we know functional adult language, and that's the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, or at the very least, a person who's a somatic empath and what is an educator, like a Daniel Siegel or Basil van der Kolk. So people who know, if you don't know how to be in your actual green light, thank you, Stephen Porges, so that's your ventral vagal nervous system. It's your grown-up brain, your grown-up nervous system. It's you regulating you in equanimity, <clears throat> knowing how to use your mouth, even without Sadhguru, but if you look at Sadhguru's one of his recent quotes, equanimity brings a sweetness, yes, because you're in your rest and rejuvenating nervous system, mammalian heritage response. Learning how to be here is very easy. You just choose the word, L-O-V-E, love, and then you also feel the word, L-O-V-E, and that's in your body as you stand up while other people will stand in a group and say, let me point a finger at you, and you'll say, ha, 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 go ahead. And maybe the first time you'll cry, or maybe the second, or the third, or the fourth. Eventually, you're going to be like, wait a minute, did I really want to connect with those people? I mean, the sadness is fair and square, because I got an ego like they do, but do I really have to have this level of sensitivity? I think my emotions can be used differently. I really don't need their validation. I don't even need them to cheer me on, because look, I'm walking on two feet. Oh, look, I have a brain that thinks, and I love learning. Wow, I don't really need them to actually fulfill my life's dreams at all. Not even a little bit. I feel way better when I'm walking with smart people than when I'm walking with evil, ignorant people who need a good trauma therapist, but the teenage of them are too busy ganging up on people and acting like ignorant human beings. With their ancient silverbacks who are just as ignorant as they are, they just have a platform to basically shine for them. They shine for them so they can find the lost sheep and then those lost sheep can be with those. Our sheep are not lost. We, we're working together to get the future going. So we're, we're, we're having a great time. <laughs> they're not. They're in human suffering bodies because their unresolved trauma is actual trauma memory that is painful because that's what a defective shame cycle is and a person who's navigating in a hypervigilant mode their entire life because their default mode network only turns online. Their frontal lobes are only online when they're around basically toxic stuff. So it's when you're being treated like shit, shame. It's the drama land, remember? But it's not addictive. No, no, it's an actual modality that they feel alive and come alive. It's unfortunate they don't recognize that that's not the best health for their organs, blood, all that inflammation. There's so many things we could talk about. But hey, if they're going to be in the biological rudeness and they're going to choose to adapt it and to keep it going... Because they didn't find people like Patrick Tiahan, Basil van der Kolk, Stephen Porges, Daniel Siegel, or Janina Fisher, or Pat Ogden, or Ron Siegel, or Terry Real, or I have so many more names, NICABM, or Somatopia, and to learn from the beautiful team of Somatopia, or the Awakened Embodied Certificate from Embodied Philosophy. Now, they, they apparently come across famous people who talk about yoga being demons and devils, and then they believe in it as true versus, wow, that's hilarious. Because see, smart people are like, oh my gosh, that, that's, a, that's an interesting take, my lovely people. You did do yoga though, right? Oh, and you did do the arts and now you're completely calling it demonic and devil. That's like an inconsistency, but I see you. So smart people, they're critical thinkers. The difference is they don't believe everything they see ever. They're like, yeah, yeah I don't trust it right away. I'm, I'm going to get curious about it. That's what grown-ups do. 
teenagers, they follow a crowd. Did anybody again forget what a teenager? So as an emotionally immature person, a teenager who's an adult still follows a crowd and they have a silverback. You no longer following a crowd. It's been a while and you verified essentially and or verifying, okay, I did have pretty pretty poor examples around me uh, of how to become an emotionally mature human being. So it's fair and square that my nervous system doesn't know safe self-regulation, safe co-regulation. I I don't know intimacy with ease in my body with another human being because my eyes, when I look and stare at a person, I have, like the studies show, PTSD from my childhood and then growing up means I get terror immediately my zero one-year-old still remembers terror because I didn't handle until I can be aware with the psych education of what's happening so when people look in the eyes of a person and they have had childhood trauma they get stressed essentially their midline turns on the amygdala so they get stressed because that means their brain stem already turned on and said defend yourself you're in danger and you're in attach, cry, collapse, submit, freeze, appease, fight, flight, fright, freeze, fawn doesn't matter which one your body's getting tired by the minute And as long as you're around other people, you're still getting tired because you're not navigating that with your higher functioning areas, which is instead what a 5D functional adult is in. Here I am. Here I am. So those who are established in the trusting humanity independently from the teenager attitude, we don't care. We're like, wow, you nasty. Okay, you got low self-esteem. I don't. Let me try and handle you with care like I did with my best friend. What happened? I was afraid. Okay, confidence makes people scared. Got it. Let's, let's take it down a notch, shall we? Just allow ourselves to learn who knows how to speak the truth, and most of them don't because they're afraid. <laughs> Emotionally immature people don't know how to do direct communication. No, low self-esteem, a.k.a. codependent types, they do indirect, passive-aggressive. Again, they don't know actually how to harness their self-regulation. That's why they are always unsympathetic when they're getting towards you, which is why they need a cheerleader or they're just yelling at you kind of thing. Okay. And lo and behold, by being able to now instead have a buttload of information and your own self in the forefront, you're like, okay, I definitely want to be in the green because I don't need to present myself this way because it's me exchanging thoughts with other people. The more you do equanimity, the more you're in your ventral vagal. So higher functioning is because you're not doing, I don't trust people. They're all evils. No. And be means, oh, wait a minute. It depends on your interpretation. But If you don't have one and you're actually envious in a malevolent way, then I'm going to say that you have low self-esteem, jealousy. If you haven't defined it in a way of expansion of consciousness, then low self-esteem. What else? What do we want? Revenge? Ah, that's really bad, low self-esteem. And the excuse of the devil and demon? Mm. Oh, wait, people who do 360s and they insult things that they used to do? Low self-esteem. They still got a shiny person, cheerleaders. Who needs a cheerleader? Anybody who doesn't know how to move with their two feet with their ventral vagal state and doesn't recognize why they get stressed when they're around people. So instead of saying, I want to be isolated because see the yoga people that, by the way, the disinformation of those yoga people, because they're all teenagers who are telling you to isolate yourself because they read some book that talked about isolation from the ancient times, which, by the way, there's a reason for ancient times and for people doing a journey in the ancient times in the way they did. But... I guess people who are copycats don't really know that, huh? They're not noticing how their body's feeling and they're not noticing the sciences that tell you your mammalian heritage is to be around people, not away from them. Isolation is for the shame cycle. That's why they're all teenagers who come together with the ethical cults, the culty cults and the traditional cults. And there you go. 
They can also involve, by the way, therapists, the bad ones, the ones who are not healed. They're com contemplating, no, they're complementing. In fact, they are all with the, ah, I'm the superhero who's rescuing all those people from the same supervillain. And it's called, like the one post that I saw this person, narcissists and pseudo-spirituality. So this human being is talking about the narcissistic use of pseudo-spirituality, which by the way, she, this is a she, but there's also he's, I've seen them, they do the same shit. They all are unhealed from whatever narcissistic parent journey they had and they're still ganging up with other people to say let's go get those villains and rescue all of people versus wow anyone who's a narcissist needs help and anyone who doesn't know what spirituality can bring to you doesn't know how to get a hold of good resources needs to get educated good resources here i am no not me i i mix and match so i'm okay with being pseudo lady but I have said, Guru, we got ancient texts that you can read on your own independently and gather information on spirituality, the New Age stuff too. You don't have to call it pseudo if you're using an independent adult emotional brain because you know you're learning stuff. You don't need to follow it. It's not a truth. It's, it's actually a subjective opinion, and especially if they are mixing it up and changing it from the ancient times. But it's not a competition either. You don't have to talk about it as if it's set in stone or not set in stone. Somebody wrote a book. You don't have to read the book. They made a video. You don't have to watch the video. Mm, anything else? Did I forget how easy it is to be emotionally mature with your brain? Okay, so the bad therapists who are making it their mission to just spell out narcissists all over the place, they have a lack of compassion for the human beings who actually are going to want to get on a journey and they're creating a group. It's called We Are Against Anyone Who Has This Label. And let's say that we're helping people versus, no, we're stigmatizing, we're perpetuating evil because you're hurting people by being aggressive, by the way, emotionally. You are not helping somebody who's already locked in their shame cycle to recognize that they can get help. You're, you're making an entire statement out of their title and you're, you're connecting it to all these trending topics. I mean, gosh, like the people who are doing podcasts and talking about yoga as demonic shit. So again, anyone who needs a shiny shiny in their face, apparently it's because they need cheerleaders cheering them on and they have not, in fact, grown up yet. They haven't gotten through the full trauma recovery cycle. They're still in it. And, and some people, they, they're going to live that one. That's called their survival mode and they got a group and there you go. And that's why we have 4D mystics and 4D, I'll call them educators, because they serve a purpose. The people who don't want to learn how to be in the ventral vagal nervous system, functional adult state of theirs. So once instead you have seen this, you're not going to be using your time in any remotely half-assed places. You're going to be using your time with people who you know have the best interest of humanity as a whole. So when we look at a seven of cups, for example, there's not something that comes from hell or heaven, but in the body of a person, it is definitely something that they live. And you're not here to say, let me tell you how to do things. You can just do, I want to chit chat. And basically you accept people for who they are because they're not a threat just because they have an opinion. None of what you find online is threatening. It's opinions. Emotionally mature people know that, which is why we don't get offended. Even when some, I'm going to offend so many people, we find that hilarious that an adult actually thinks that the attention is going to be so much around them. But there are people that will be offended by them. So they will get the other teenagers like, ah, 
they offended us. So they have the group to do the drama because they're all living from a default mode network that does hypervigilance. They re-traumatize each other because they're all zero, one, two, three, four, five, getting yelled at and feeling terror and then uh, not knowing about the good neurobiology of attachment, neurobiology of trauma and the good you know, way to become your very, very, very beautiful in-depth version because when you have your body and your brain, feminine, masculine, all in one, mm, it is really nice to be equanimous and the ventral vagal state with your integrated brain is how you get here. So let's uh, do more emotional building regulation skills with your family, have fun, learn a thing or two about yourself, <laughs> learn how, mm, what am I going to test today to not be reactive? Let me try this one. What am I going to test today to try and, you know, engage in an ease state? Uh, let me try this. I'm going, to, I'm going to, you know, journal and then I'm going to test out different things that can work with my emotional body regulation skills because I own the nervous system in it. And I'll just share when I have had in these lovely past years, <laughs> my lovely, not so lovely panic attacks, when you're able to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, you're self-regulating, but it's not something that makes you physically tired. If you physically get energetically tired, you're still working from a defense mode. The part about the defense mode is just being aware of, in one way, shape, or form, you want to reassure you it's okay to be me. The flawed, imperfect, zero, one, two, three, to just have a very realistic talk and then to wait to feel that it's okay to be seen as me. This is the one thing that any person who has a specific level of this shame, defectiveness, childhood trauma, Patrick Tiahan has spelled it out, and so have so many more. So it's either you, again, go to good therapy for those of you who want and can afford it. There's great therapists too. Your self-awareness is important, but the conversation that happens, the minute you're noticing your energy levels drop, that moment is key to you being able to recalibrate and recalibrate in a way of saying, hey, <laughs> Zero, one, two, three, it's cool. We're not that age anymore. And to breathe while you're having what is just a conversation with yourself about take it easy. And then, like I said, you'll feel in your body the part about the fear. So I don't know this feeling because that's not how I work around people. I'm always in my half-functioning areas. Only you can work it like a um, practice. It's like lifting weights, but it's different because it's not lifting weights. So they call it exposure therapy. You want to just keep check of your window of tolerance. So notice what helps you to be in a good sweet spot with people and you follow that one and that way you can slowly build up that window of tolerance and that way you can be more comfortable in the uncomfortable and, and fingers crossed at a certain point. You're like, oh, I'm good. I can safely co-regulate because I'm safely self-regulating and I actually do feel like the grown-up me and that zero one-year-old is no longer afraid and you don't have a three-year-old who's heartbroken and you don't have a teenager who's needing validation or who is reactive if there's lack of validation and you also have a teenager who really is no longer a teenager. So you're the adult who can say, hey, nervous system, what are you doing? We're good. And you actually say, differentiate. We're not those other people's nervous systems. So that's the process, if you will, and at least part of how we get to talk about it. And you're going to get to maybe put stuff into practice. Hopefully it's very straightforward and that you are in good, happy fun, because happy fun is good. And I share with you my love, and I wish you all a happy holidays.